loving you live your life in vanity you traded all your hopes and dreams for you're listening insanity. to red sea catholic radio and today we're continuing our series of conversations with renee brown director of counseling services of catholic charities of central texas and deacon ronnie lastavica pastoral care coordinator for the gatesville region and the restorative justice ministry of the diocese of austin I'm Father Harry Dean, a priest of the Diocese of Austin. And Deacon Ronnie, what's our first question for Renee today? Our first question for today is, what is meant by personal boundaries? Well, um, personal boundaries are the rules or the limits that we establish for ourselves uh, within various relationships. Uh, When you establish and enforce healthy boundaries, you're saying no to other people. Um, But you're remaining comfortable in saying no, and you're still able to be intimate with people without putting up a wall, so to speak. Um, Think of boundaries as guidelines. They're the rules. They're the limits that you create to identify, you know, what's reasonable, what is safe for you, what's permissible to you. Um, And it kind of gives other people a gauge of how to behave around you. Um, And that particular, that was kind of a quote right there from out of the fog.net. A way to think about boundaries too, it's where I end and the other person begins. There is a separation right there. Um, It's also can be identified like an emotional or physical space between you and another person. Um, It's these limits are clearly defined you create them, and then you're this way you're free to be yourself with no restrictions placed on you how to think or how to feel based on somebody else's thoughts or values. Um, and then if somebody, if you create a line or a limit, a boundary, um, you're not going to let other people cross that because it can have a negative impact on you. Um, and when you're establishing a set of limits or, or boundaries, over your physical and emotional well-being, um, it also creates this respect within the relationship as well. Um, Emotional and physical space is needed in relationships because it allows you to be free of some of the pressure from others or maybe um, if you feel like there's things that you need to accept, you don't have to do that. Um, Healthy um, emotional physical boundaries and that physical distance sometimes can help you maintain a good relationship with other people. I know that in the world around us, the topic of boundaries is oftentimes made fun of. You'll hear it used in comedy routines, on situation comedies and things of that nature, which is curious to me on the one hand. On the other hand, I'm not sure that in the hurried up world and in in our COVID time, that um, people really say to themselves boundaries is something I need to have in my head or talk about uh, to myself or to, to others. So what what's the importance of establishing boundaries, maintaining boundaries, enforcing boundaries? Well, <clears throat> for physical and emotional well-being, um, the establishment, the, or, or let's say the creation, then establishing and then enforcing boundaries 
with others is what helps us to stay emotionally and physically safe sometimes. Boundaries are a way to protect you emotionally. Um, Also, they're empowering. If I create a boundary and I enforce that boundary, um, and and we're not talking about being rude and disrespectful. It's nothing like that. It's just a very direct thing to enforce a boundary. It has an empowering effect as well. Um, And then it helps you to grow as a person authentically. Um, I think often when I meet people in counseling or just in the world, sometimes it feels like people aren't being their authentic self. You know, people kind of put up a front or maybe they're putting up a show or different things like that where boundaries kind of help you to be authentic. And it promotes self-love and independence. Um, If you're using boundaries with other people, then you are demonstrating love towards self Um, because boundaries are meant to protect you emotionally, physically, mentally, all of those things. Let me do a follow-up on that one. So as a protection, if they're not being used or not being thought about or not being employed, what's my vulnerability? Where does it take me if I don't exercise those boundaries? Well, if you're not exercising boundaries, you may get involved in in um, lifestyle choices that maybe really aren't something that you would want to be involved in, right? So one of my boundaries is I don't use drugs. And so if, if I'm around people who do, you know, um, I choose not to be around those people. If somebody brings it to me and you already know my boundary— you know, so if I tell you, you know, hey, you know, I don't use drugs um, and I don't hang around people that do. And then you insist on bringing that around me. You've just violated a boundary for me. And so then it's up to me to have a set of consequences or whatever to move on. So and this could be a myriad of things. It's not limited to just, um, you know, drugs. It could be uh the way people engage with others. If somebody is loud and abrupt, if they're cussing and yelling that can be a boundary as well. Your boundaries can be various things that protect you emotionally and physically. So just one more before I throw it back to Deacon yeah. Ronnie um, on that on that same uh, thought. So with that, essentially, I'm making the the life choices that put me in the presence of certain types of people, not in the presence of certain other types of people, because I've already thought through where I want to be in terms of a good path in my life, and for us in particular, a gospel path, where we're following the teachings of Jesus Christ, of the church. And, and so in a sense, that gives me a, a center line for where my boundaries are going to be. And from there, I kind of make decisions based on practical things in life. Is it kind of like that? Yeah. it's a Boundaries can be your compass. And, and in creating your boundaries are based in values. We'll talk about that a little later. But when you're going through and creating your boundaries, you're going to be looking at values. And so if, you know, Jesus and, and church is important to you, then that is going to play a role in the development of your boundaries. Absolutely. And you will make yourself, you know, to kind of address your other question, Father Harry, it does put you in a vulnerable position, Right. To share your boundaries with people and perhaps get rejected based on your on your boundaries. However, like I said, when you enforce those boundaries because they're important to you and they're going to help you be emotionally safe, 
it helps you to grow and become more authentic. And there's freedom in that to be yourself as well. Renee, there seems to be some very positive benefits for establishing these boundaries. Uh, could you explain to us or develop uh, for us some of the mental and emotional benefits of using boundaries in our relationships with others? Sure. Um, it, it, it pays, um, it kind of contributes to your overall well-being. Um, when you're utilizing boundaries, you're not letting people make decisions for you. You're not let, allowing people to walk over you um, and dictate who you are, so to speak. It's good for your overall well-being, that mental, that emotional, and, and your physical. It all always plays together. And so it's a good framework for your overall well-being. And there's also um, kind of freedom from fear and negative behaviors. If I know who I am and I'm using my values to create boundaries, then hopefully that's going to eliminate some of the negative behaviors that maybe I've been involved in in the past or could possibly get involved in. And it kind of helps you to be fear, uh, maybe a little fearless in a way. If I know who I am and my boundaries, then I can live a more fearless life. Um, also, it helps with confidence and in increasing your self-esteem and self-respect. When you create a boundary and then you enforce it, it feels really good, right? You almost kind of feel yourself like, ooh, I can walk a little taller, you know. And so <laughs> it does. It increases the confidence. And then it's that gain of self-respect, you know. And I think about sometimes like, you know, my daughter was incarcerated. And so, you know, now she's really good with boundaries. And and I, when I see her and I'm with her and I'm hearing her talk to me, there's so much more self-respect now than before. Um, it also shows that you have respect for others as well. Part of boundaries isn't like if, if, if somebody violates a boundary, I mean, you're not going off on them, yelling and screaming and at them. You're really also showing respect to the other person because it's like, this is my boundary. This is what I'm doing. And it's kind of a bottom line, so to speak. So it's self-respect and then respect to others. And then it, it promotes a direct, honest communication. So if I have friends, I used the, you know, the example of drugs earlier. You know, this could be a person, this could be a family member, um, but if I'm telling them, you know, I don't use drugs, that's not a part of my scene. If you have drugs around me, we're not going to be able to hang out anymore. I am then using a very direct, honest form of communication with them. And when you think, when I think back to some of um, Tierney's previous behaviors when she was incarcerated and using drugs, there was a lot of conver uh, communication that was very dishonest not direct, you know, a lot of hiding and a lot of secrets and things like that. And her boundaries, I don't know that she even had any boundaries at that point, right? And so um, this kind of facilitates, boundaries facilitates that direct, honest communication with other people. In the incarcerated life, you're around people all day long. You don't get to choose who they are. Uh, many of them have skill sets that uh, kind of agitate against boundaries. Mm -hmm. So um, that kind of reminds me of that perhaps that's a barrier to setting boundaries. What are some some other barriers to setting boundaries? So some of the fear, uh, some of the um, barriers with boundaries can be guilt. 
that's usually one of the foremost is often there is a a sense of guilt when you have boundaries with people. I know as a parent, when um, I've had to set some boundaries with my kids, I love my kids, right? Um, but there's had to be some boundaries in place. For example, with Tierney and with Drew, um, who have both used drugs, like, I love you, but you're not bringing drugs into my house, right? Um, it was a clear boundary. Um, and there were times when I felt bad about that. You know, I'd get in my head and I'd be like, these are your kids. You need to love them. You need to support them in some way. Um, they can't help it that they're using drugs. I would give myself all these messages until I felt guilty, you know, about what I was doing. But the bottom line was is what they were doing was harming themselves. It was against the law. There were so many things. But um, I had to stick to that boundary so that they know I was serious, one, with them, but two, just for my own emotional well-being, I had to have boundaries with them. So guilt can be that piece that often affects people. Um, It's a barrier. Um, Fear of being rejected and abandoned by others. So like in my uh, example there of, you know, having boundaries with my kids, you know, part of that, that guilt was based in, well, what if they reject me? You know, what if they don't love me anymore? Or what if they don't want to hang out with mom or You know, I didn't want to be the bad guy. So sometimes a barrier to a boundary is it's that fear of being rejected or abandoned by somebody. If I have a boundary with my friends that I don't use drugs or, you know, I'm not a big drinking person either. So I typically don't have alcohol in my house either. So with a friend, if I'm like, hey, this is my boundary, you know, I don't allow alcohol in my home, you know, there could be a fear of being rejected or abandoned. That happens a lot, too, with people if they're using boundaries with family. There's often this fear of being abandoned by family or rejected. Um, sometimes it can be like a fear of confrontation. Um, some people don't want to have to be involved in confrontation. So the fear is if I have a boundary with this person, you know, they're going to confront me on it. They might get up in my face. You know, they may want to argue with me. And so sometimes it's based in... Um, the fear of confrontation. Um, Also, safety concerns. If you think about a person that's been involved in like domestic violence, they may be, they may have a safety concern in putting up a boundary with somebody. So if I know that, you know, my boyfriend, for instance, was, they hit me or they push me when they're angry, I may be reluctant to use a boundary with them just out of safety. The best thing to do would be to get out of the relationship, but in the moment, you may be, you know, apprehensive to create a boundary because of safety issues. Um, sometimes it's a fear of not being loved. You know, oh, this, they're not going to want me. They're not going to love me. If I have boundaries with this person, they may not love me anymore. They may not want me anymore. Sometimes we get into our distorted thinking in our head and start assuming what other people may think or what they may do. And then um, another one is... Just lack of education about boundaries, maybe from your family of origin. Um, My dad was really great at schooling us with boundaries with other people. So I am not one typically to put up with too much. It's just the way I am. Um, I have really good boundaries with friends. I have really good boundaries with extended family. And I had brilliant boundaries when I was a teacher in the alternative school. You just have to have really good boundaries that way. Where I didn't have good boundaries was with my children. 
And part of that was just the modeling that I had seen from my dad because he didn't always have the best boundaries um, with us in the sense of one of my sisters took advantage of him a lot. Dad, I need money. Dad, can you fix my car? Dad, you know, instead of helping her to be independent, right, there was a lack of boundaries. And so I think for me that happened a lot with my own kids was there was a lack of boundaries sometimes. Great boundaries with everybody else. Like you're not going to cuss at me. You're not going to hit me. Um, I have a lot of boundaries, but it was a little shaky with with my kids growing up. So sometimes people don't even know what boundaries are. They don't know how to create them. They don't know how to enforce them because they've never seen that before. It's not been a part of their world. One thought that comes to mind and for anybody who's struggling with those barriers to boundaries is certainly to look to God, Mm -hmm. to the Trinity in the manner in which the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one and yet have boundaries, that each one is distinct and yet one. So it is possible to, to have that happen. And the two natures of Christ, fully human and fully divine, both of them together, the same Christ, and yet there's boundaries there in which it's fully divinity and, and fully humanity. And to allow ourselves to say, and when I'm I'm uh, in a position where I'm nervous about a, a putting forth a boundary uh, because of some of those those things that you've mentioned, I can look to God and see that God himself provides in his own being what are the healthiest boundaries there are to have, and I can have confidence that that's a good idea, mm-hmm. um, that that's, that's something I, I really can do, and it's not going to harm me. Um, we're listen- you're listening to uh, Red Sea Catholic Radio. I'm with Renee Brown, Director of Counseling Services for Catholic Charities of Central Texas, and Deacon Ronnie Lastavica, our Pastoral Care Coordinator for the Restorative Justice Ministry in the Gatesville region. I'm Father Harry Dean, and uh, Deacon Ronnie, what's our next question? Well, I'd like to uh, ask uh, Renee, uh, listening to you, Renee, speak about uh, some of these barriers to setting boundaries, it, it sounds as, that, as if that is moving us to a different direction. Um, what are some of the basic principles of thought uh, to consider about the development of personal boundaries? Yes. You know, when you're creating your personal boundaries, it can be a little challenging. I mean, they come out of out of your personal values. But um, just some principles to kind of think about or to consider is when you're establishing boundaries, I mean, good people establish boundaries. Um, I think there's maybe this myth that if you're not establishing boundaries, maybe you're not, you know, a good person. Good people establish boundaries. It's a safety piece. And boundaries are the way that we take care of ourselves. People have a right to create boundaries and enforce them um, because we have a duty, one, to kind of protect ourselves um, and and protect others as well. So good people are going to set boundaries. And if you think about it, generous people set boundaries. Sometimes I think people believe, I mean, this was part of my belief is like, I'm not being a good person if I set boundaries. You know, I'm not being compassionate enough or maybe I'm not being sensitive to others if, or I'm not being understanding and supportive if I set these boundaries with people. It's kind of like I told you a few minutes ago in being a mom, you know, I was like, well, if I set these boundaries, I felt guilty and like I wasn't being a good person. But the reality is, is if you don't set boundaries, you're actually giving yourself away all the time. 
and you will keep giving. And there's a possibility that, of course, there are some people who will keep taking and take and take and not worry about like what you're feeling or how tired you are or those sort of things. So it's remembering that you can be a good, kind, compassionate person and still have boundaries with other people. And then thinking from a perception of that, boundaries allow you to grow as a person. Um, It makes you more conscientious of your behaviors. And it makes you conscientious of what you really want for yourself and what you're maybe expecting from others as well. So they allow for growth as a person. We don't want to be um, stuck, you know, and kind of being the same all the time, and especially I'm thinking about for those persons that are incarcerated, this speaks to them most definitely because you may still be stuck in some of your thinking, you know, the thinking that you came into prison with, you may still be caught up in that. And so when you think about boundaries and practicing, and it's going to be challenging um, in prison, as you said, Father Harry, there are going to be those people that are going to be manipulative and push, they're going to push against your boundaries. But this can be that great place to sit and examine your behaviors, your thinking, and then creating boundaries to kind of grow as a person. Um, Boundaries actually allow you to get more of what you want and less of what you don't want. And that sounds kind of strange, but it does. It was like I was telling you with the kids, having boundaries with them. When I didn't have boundaries with them, there were nights, I can remember one night distinctly waking up and and my son had several people, I didn't even know they were in my house, and they were at my dining room table doing lines of coke. And it was so horrifying, right? So that's not something I want in my house, right? And so by having boundaries, now I'm getting what I want, which is, well, he wasn't living there anymore is what happened, but... um. By having that boundary of, you know, you're not allowed in my house with drugs. People are not allowed in my home. Um, Then I'm getting what I want. And I wasn't going to be in trouble. Um, I wasn't waking up to that kind of stuff. So it helped me, you know, get what I needed and less of what I didn't want. That's not my scene. Effective people set boundaries. So a way to think about it is if you want to be effective as a person, if you want to be effective, you know, in your life, um, setting boundaries is so important. Um, It helps, um, I think, to maybe keep you in control of your time and of your energy as well. I couldn't stay up every night and be worried about who might be in my home and who might not be in my home, right? And so, by having that boundary of him not being able to live with me because of his behaviors, um, I felt like I was being more effective as a person. You know, I could sleep easy at night again, and my time wasn't spent up all night worried about what could be going on in the house that I didn't know was going on in the middle of the night. Um, One of the biggest challenges with boundaries, but one of the most empowering thing with boundaries is sticking to your guns, so to speak. Stick to it Um, in order. And I love what this says. um, It says in order for boundary setting to work for you, you must develop a commitment to uphold what is right and what is true to you. You must act consistently 
and upholding your boundaries. For most of my clients, and even for myself, that is the absolute hardest part. Typically, we can get in our head. We start, you know, evaluating our values. We kind of see behaviors like, oh, I don't want to deal with that again, right? We can come up with boundaries, boundaries, but it's the sticking to it that sometimes can be the hardest part. Like with my kids, for example, it was hard to stick to that because, you know, sometimes they're, they'd show up at the door. He'd show up. He hadn't eaten in two days. He looked pitiful, whatever. But I had to stick to the fact of you're not living with me. You know, you're going to have to show me something, a job, you know, um, some drug rehab, something. You're not just coming in here. And so the hardest part is usually sticking to your guns, but it will give you such reward because it's a commitment to you. It's it, you are committed to yourself. And if you tie your boundaries uh, based in values, too, if you think about it, like if you if your values are based in God and you're creating some of these boundaries, you know, with God and thought, then not only are you committed to yourself, but you're committed to God as well. And so that commitment and stick to it is so important. And just practicing. We hear that old saying, practice makes perfect, right? This is really how you'll get good with your boundaries is just practicing, enforcing, practice, practice, practice. And it can be really challenging. You know, as a parent, there was sometimes when I enforced boundaries where I cried later because it just felt so hurtful. And then I'd celebrate later because I'd be like, yes, you did it again, right? <laughs> like, yes, you stuck to it. Um, so just keep practicing and keep practicing. And, and being incarcerated, I know it has to be challenging when you have so many personalities and different behaviors that you're dealing with. But even within incarceration, those boundaries within the, uh, those walls, it's going to help you to stay emotionally safe and emotionally sound. And then the last one is uh, just keep it up. The more that you practice this, and you know what? Here's the thing, too. You're going to mess up, right? We mess up on boundaries. I've messed up on boundaries. I have clients that have messed up on boundaries. You'll give in when you didn't think you would. And try not to be so hard on yourself. We are always a work in progress, right? When you mess up a boundary and you gave in, go to prayer, you know, talk to God like, you know what? I messed up and I know you've got me and I'm going to get this the next time, you know, Um, And ask for prayer, too, when, you know, you have to enforce a boundary. You know, take that quick second. You know, Lord, I need your help to be strong right now. You know, I need help with this because it's challenging to to work, to establish, to enforce uh, boundaries. It's it's hard work. Um, It's it, it works out well in the long run, but it is work to do that. And sometimes it's challenging. And so calling on the father to help you get through I mean, I don't know. I kind of think you're invincible sometimes if if we uh, call to the Father for some help. Well, it it reminds me of the uh, challenge that uh, particularly in incarcerated life, competing goods is what I would call it. I know that the boundary I need to put with so-and-so is a higher good. But what they're asking me to do to violate my boundary has some elements of goodness in it, too. They're in need. They're Mm -hmm. desperate. I have material. I could help them out. And yet it will be bad for my boundaries to actually help somebody in that moment. 
and your uh, encouragement to, to call on God the Father for assistance in discerning that, yes, this might be a painful thing for this other person for me to say, no, it's the old parent parental thing. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Um, and yet at the same time, you know that their suffering that's going to come yes. from your boundary is actually ultimately going to be for their good. And that's not always easy to make in the moment in terms of of decisions with with those things. Oh, very. It's it's very challenging. And like I've said to you all before, counselors, we make everything sound easy, right? When we're talking about it, but you're working on the brain. You're working on changing beliefs or patterns of behaviors that you've had for years. So it's going to take some time to do this. It'll take some time um, to learn how to do this. But it's it's a doable thing to to utilize boundaries with other people. Well, thank you, Renee. Um, Deacon Ronnie, would you close us with a prayer today? Sure. Good and gracious God, we come to you today and thanking you for the many blessings you've given us. We thank you most especially for the gift of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And we thank you for the gift of life and the sacredness that each life holds. And we ask the blessings of Almighty God that be upon us, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brother. If you walk with me, brother, 